Um, okay, we should probably start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um... Hi. Hi. Oh my god. Okay. This is going to be a real pain. Okay. Hi. This okay. is Vincent Briscoe. <laughs> Hi. This is Johan. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, this is Doc Plus Pod. Yeah. Um, Vince, where were you on January 6th? <laughs> you weren't recording with me. You said you had to go take a trip. Don't worry about it. For sure. Um,. Do you think they're ever going to run out of documentary movies? Never. I feel like we might have a good five or six left where we're going to have to just start watching yeah. old shit again. Yeah. It's going to be that Billie Eilish documentary and then, boop, man with a movie camera. Yep. We're just going to loop back around. Yeah. Can't wait. You watch anything cool yep. lately? Um, I did. Do tell. Let's see. So... Let's see. On Mubi. Heard of it. I watched, um, did you see they had this on there called Meeting the Man, James Baldwin in Paris? Yeah, I heard the restoration was beautiful. Yeah, it looks real good. Um, Who was that by? But it's directed by Terrence Dixon. Um, Yeah, and it's him. He's part of him and he's this British guy and he's got his white camera crew and they're following James Baldwin around Paris when he lived there right. and of course James Baldwin is just immediately skeptical of the whole thing and that it's kind of it's really just honestly annoying most of the time right. um, because like Baldwin is so resisted towards them but um, when they get Baldwin to talk to other black people like right. he opens up um, and that works out I mean, that's it's interesting for that, and then to see that, and to kind of, like, I don't know, like, picture in your head more of, like, the kind of person he was, like, in real life, but, um, right. yeah, it's only 30 minutes, it was pretty cool. I might have to, um, I gotta re-up on movie anyway, because I want to watch that, and I want to watch, uh, they got that Kathy Ann joint, I think I might have already mentioned it, Dead Pigs. Played Sundance mm-hmm. like three years ago, and it finally got distro. Um, yeah, Birds of Prey sucked, but that movie seems neat. I don't know. Um, what else they got on there? Anything cool this month? Do you know off the top of your head? If not, it's okay. Mm-mm. I heard. I, don't know. I heard they had Good Burger up there. What else did you watch? <laughs> um, I watched Claire's Camera. Oh shit! Uh, Hun- is that Hun Sing So? Saying, yeah, yeah, it's my first one. Is that isn't that like sixty five minutes long, or something like that? Okay, how was it? Sixty nine, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's shot oh, in it's a four twenty aspect ratio. Sorry, no, <laughs> it's good. It um it it takes place in Cannes. It's um yep. Isabelle Huppert and Kim Min Hee. What else does a movie need? Honestly, <laughs> like right. off of those two alone that it's everything and then it turns out it feels like a an eric romer movie there's this kind of like that's the little mishap thing that leads to a moral quandary it's cool this is the l and the handmaiden cinematic universes crossing over right is it canon yes okay cool. Cool, 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 cool cool now it looks really fucking cool have you seen any of his other <clears throat> stuff? No, I said this is my first one. Oh, yes, this is. I'm so sorry. Was it Aiden then that has watched uh, On a Beach Alone at Night? Maybe. Maybe. Damn, I've always wanted to get into his shit. I've tried before, I will say that. Maybe that's what I was getting confused with. Then. Hmm. Hold on. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. he directed this The Woman Who Ran joint. I have a screener for that one somewhere. Has he? Wor- oh, dang! He's worked with Huppert a couple of times in the past. Swar- fire, good for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. No, yeah, I have two. Yeah, me too. You have? Yeah. 
Was it on on your fan edit of the tip drill music video? No. So it was. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I also watched Ghost Dog: The Way of the Samurai. I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm, I got it queued up, dude. I'm itching. Tell me about it. You haven't seen it? No. It's like one of the few um, Jarmouche that I haven't watched. Okay. Um. I don't know. It's it's almost like too ironic to actually be like as satisfying as I want it to be. Right. Um it like I don't know. Everything everything seems like more of a a marker for something that like Jim Jarmusch thinks is cool instead of like something that he's like actually like passionate about and would be like enough of a, a goober to like go all in on how much he loves like samurai shit right um because if he did then it would then you would have like some like instead of like two action sequences that are pretty good you could have like six right um yeah i don't know how's forest okay. oh fire really yeah see and like cornrows i always yeah, I always forget how big he is. Like that's a tall motherfucker, dude. He's a big dude, like just lumbering. Big. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Did the RZA do the score or something? I don't know. He's <laughs> in it briefly at one point. Is he playing the same deli guy that he plays in uh, Funny People? <laughs> yeah, Otto's my lato. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think what I'm going to do cuz I mean it's it's on the Criterion channel, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to wait for the sale this month, the flash sale, and I'm going to blind buy it. I'm going to be a little nasty mm-hmm. boy and yeah. do that. Yeah, I figure I mean it's Tarmouche. I generally am pretty warm to him, even something as stupid as like the dead 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 what was that shit called? <laughs> yeah, the dead don't die. The dead don't die. Um, some, even something is that like we were still able to get some pretty cheap laughs out of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Do you remember when we went to go see that movie? There was one dude in the theater who just laughed the entire time. Like every joke just hit with him. Do you remember? <laughs> I feel like it was. No, him. I don't. Oh, he was sitting to our right. Aiden definitely remembers. He was every joke. <laughs> he was so excited. And then I think he was definitely one of these like Bill Murray tuxedo bumper sticker guys. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Because yes. every time Bill Murray would speak, he'd be yeah. like, the, and then this guy would be like, that's Murray, dude. He'd like start dude. cracking up. <laughs> Classic Murray, dude. He was a real mug kid of a grown up. That rocks. Yeah. I think it was that's his, sick. how do you not remember? It was like his birthday. He had like four people with him. <laughs> <laughs> they went to go see this horrible, post-ironic fucking independent film. That I mean, it, I can kind of remember. It was too good. That there was like another group of people. It okay. was too good. Um, no, another group. We were that theater was like half full, dude. It was crazy. No, I know. I know. I'm. I know. Yeah. People turned out for uh, for Jim Jarmusch's twenty eighth movie. Yeah. They really wanted to go see the new hot comedy from the director of Permanent Vacation. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. I'm um, excited for Ghost Dog. Yeah. Uh, last thing I watched, which was today, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah, mm. which I thought was um, basically like a, uh, a TV movie with some really good actors in it. Right. Um, who, like we, you and I did say, like they were miscast based on their age. Yeah. Um for the most part, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it is frustrating to see both of the, both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield be so close to being exactly right. And then mm-hmm. it's just so close. It's like right on the line. It's just beyond frustrating. Um, yeah. Kaluuya is 31. Fred Hampton was 21 when he died. Fred so. Hampton looked like a kid like, when he died, dude. But that's not something you can fake. Not at all. Like, and that's like a feeling that has to be there in the film too, is like, 
Everything is the words of a young man. Yeah, that's a part of the reason why people were listening to him. I don't know. It's just yeah. like a child who's frustrated with the world. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 we talked about it briefly off the pod. I'm softer on that movie, I think. Um, I, I've learned my lesson expecting anything from like popular lefty movies because I'm going to, I, I like know that they're just going to become like populist, like popcorn fodder, basically, where it's just rich man bad, I'm poor, so I'm good. Um, and that's essentially the real boilerplate politics of um, Judas and the Black Messiah. But like you said, I don't know. The performances, even though they were miscast, went mm-hmm. really, really far with me. But I think obviously like Kaluuya and Lakeith, really solid. But like I was telling you, I think Dominique Fishbeck, if you're if she's not already on your radar, she's really good in Night Comes On and Project Power, which just came out last year. She's really solid. Oh, and she was in The Hate You Give, too, if I'm not mistaken. She's good. And uh, uh, and Jesse Plemons acting his fucking ass off. Big cigar Je- Jesse Plemons. Yeah, we got to get Davis for the big cigar alert right here. He, Great stuff. On another level, he's he's really on his way to just becoming a Buscemi. Like, just somebody who's, like, elevated character acting. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Yeah. It did... I forget. Did you watch um, what was that Charlie Kaufman shit that dropped last year? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of ending things. No. Yeah, they try and make Jesse Plemons. I don't know. I guess maybe that's not a good example. He is a good leading man. It's just a little bit more messy there. He's better in the fray. You know what I mean? Gotcha. A little yeah. bit further back. Yeah. What else do you uh, you think about? Judas? That was it. Yeah. Oh, what I think about it. Oh, um, I don't know. It it doesn't. the The thing that kills me is like its entire lack of a visual mood, especially mm-hmm. with regard to how visual, um, visually like striking the Black Panthers were. Um, like the film itself is. It doesn't feel like lived in or like messy really i i felt like every room they were in was like too big <laughs> i don't know yeah um i think i think you're you're describing yeah. basically what we were talking about a bit ago which is like the geography problem it feels non-specific yeah not it, at all it feels pretty non-specific so the spaces these people are occupying feel very east coast and not cramped in midwest you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, I mean, and then it does a little bit of work, but I wish I, I wish that it had the good heart to to put all of its focus on what you know what unites these people is <coughs> is their um communist beliefs and their um uh unity with one another in right. their own community. Well, I mean, it does get nicely shown after their shit gets burnt up all inside their headquarters, and then they repair it. It's very nice. I mean, it's a little bit self-serving for them. I wish it was more like, this is what we do for the community and this is why we matter. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Making a case for itself a little bit more. Yeah. Did you catch the uh, Blink and You'll Miss It snippets of uh, Varda's Black Panthers in it? Oh, yeah. Tell me that's not some fly shit, though. Mm Mm-hmm intelligent that body of work is still there it's waiting to be used why not just tap in and they did it uh it made me really excited yeah varda rocks (laughs) viva varda some might say viva yeah well would you watch boy i have uh I don't have cable, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> um, I have not. I've not watched a whole lot. Uh, I watched Malcolm and Marie. Did you watch that shit? Hell no. <laughs> Again, Vince, I'm I'm so sorry for being a player hater. It's not personal, but like, bro, you motherfuckers need to you y'all love sh- Sam Levinson. Watch some of the shit he's made, dog. Watch some of the shit he's made, like. 
I don't get the euphoria thing in the slightest, bro. Because you've got motherfucking assassin. You've got two features that are some of the worst things I've like ever Wait, seen. Wait, what's the other feature? Assassination Nation. I mentioned it last week. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Damn. He's, oh, my God. That's worse than being 0 for 2. You're out of the league, boy. You're done. You're playing basketball. In Shang- <laughs> you're playing for the Shanghai Dragons, dude. It's over. You're playing for the. Oh my God. You're playing for the uh, the Toluca Goats or something, dude. You're done. Yeah. Cooked. He's a weird little fucking creep, and I want to beat his fucking ass. I swear to He's God. He's a creep. He. <laughs> And not like a cool creep either. Not like a. Yeah, not and like he's a also yeah. Mm-hmm. Nepotism. A murderer. As he well. is a murderer. Yeah, and he <laughs> eat, he eats people. <laughs> yep, he eats people. <laughs> I'm kidding. That being said, his turn in "Call Me by Your Name" was spectacular. He's yeah. <laughs> uh, he's dog shit. He couldn't direct his way out of a fucking cardboard box. Um, Malcolm and Marie is one of the most viciously anti-intellectual pieces of cinema I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. Do you know what the plot is? John David Washington goes, Mm -hmm. it's the night after or immediately after a movie premiere. He's a director. Zendaya is his wife um, or girlfriend or whatever. Um, He premieres his movie. He forgets to thank his wife or his partner at the, at the after party which is interesting, but then he's also reading reviews like for the first like 30 minutes of the movie and he hits back against, do you know about, okay, do you know about the LA Times controversy? I think so. He hits back against a white lady from the LA Times who gives him a bad review and the entire, like literally the entire crux of the movie is just him being like on a tirade against criticism, right? You guys can't talk because you don't make right yeah sam levinson got a notoriously bad review from katie walsh of the la times and this is his he he does not have the guts to to voice that that disappointment with that with his reception for assassination nation so he makes a person of color say it it is the most it's like He's designing Malcolm and Marie to be critic proof. This is the kind of the conclusion that me and Hannah reached. He's like, well, how are yeah. you, how are you going to disagree with a black man? How are you going to disagree with, with Zendaya? <laughs> it's, it is the, it's nonsense. He's using them as meat puppets. What a, what a sneaky Pete. Do I sound like a crazy person? I don't know. I'm no. sorry. It's, I'm sorry. Apologies if any of you listening liked that movie, but just watch Cassavetti's dog. Throw on, throw on, watch a married couple. Throw on a married couple. Throw on Altman. Like just watch anything else except for this shit, dude. It is fucking big butt cheeks. <laughs> that being said, beautiful ending. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, great last shot of that movie. Um, and that's Damn. not. not a joke. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I guess the last thing I'll mention. Uh, do you know about uh, at this movie Cube? Have you ever seen Cube? Wait, why do I? <laughs> cube? Yeah, I was going out getting some Cube last week. <laughs> <laughs> On a Cube hunt? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's What's gross. Cube? Vince is licking his camera right now. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're shirtless and you're licking your camera. Um, cube is directed by Vincenzo Natale. Uh, good, talented uh, Canadian-American director. Vincenzo. Is that you? <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Uh, cube is about a group of strangers who are locked in a cube that is trying to kill them. This movie was probably made for $5 and warm meals for everybody. It is fucking awesome. It's super dope. What? Comes out in 97. It's like feeds into that sort of cyberpunk wave that like the Matrix and stuff rides on. Um, I don't know. It's awesome. You know I love dumb shit like this. It's like Annihilation. It's like you get... You get a biologist, an archaeologist, a linguist, a da 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 to go into a dangerous place. It's the same exact shit. It's awesome. Hannah and I were imagining the entire movie was filmed with was filled with film students, and that was very fun for a second. Oh, that's funny. They would all die immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be super cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Damn, son.
Did you watch the weekend's halftime yeah. show? I did. Did you like it? Why? Oh, this is our first disagreement ever. Um, I, I, oh, yeah, go ahead. I just, I don't get what, why? Something as like intimate as like the, like House of Balloons needle drops or whatever, or like the trilogy stuff. Just feels wrong being out there like he's dressed like Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Imagine, no, it does. Imagine hearing glass table dancers in Madison <laughs> Square Garden. <laughs> like, no, I'm good, fam. I don't need that type of fucking witchcraft in my life, dude. That's funny. I'm good. That's so funny. I don't know. I, um, also, do you, do you remember when The weekend was like a mystery? I was literally, oh my God, I was trying to explain this to Sophie. Yeah. I was like, you don't understand. There was a time. Nobody he just had mixtapes. Like. Nobody, Nobody knew what he, what he looked, looked like. like. There was like one radio interview ever. There were like a few pictures online. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Like I, me and my sister would be like, I think he exists. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this is early Dude. me and Tavion fodder. This is early. This like, is awesome. Is he Frank Ocean's alter ego? That was a conspiracy theory we had for a while. What? Yeah. I mean, because nobody knew what he looked like. Yeah. And you're 15 and this is cool alt R&B and you're like, wait, it can't be Erica Badu. It has to be Frank Ocean. So, I mean, obviously yeah. he said, boop, Frank Ocean. Um, that also, like, bro, you're supposed to be a man in a dark room. Why are you out here doing this, son? Yeah, no, I know. He, it's, I, I mean, it's like part of this whatever character he's made up for the new album, which, which is I guess cool. could be, a, yeah, cool and could be applied to the music from the new album, I think, right. pretty well. Um, does feel like that weird, like, r- just wrong when applied to, like, the other stuff. Yeah. But he, like, leans into it so hard and th- finds it so campy. Right. And me just thinking of, like, how he's like, oh, you've been, you've not changed a, a bit. You're still just singing about drugs and women yeah. all the time. And that's how I characterized you in 2011. Like, right. and I, it, it became like fun. I don't know. I get it. You're good. I mean, I'm not like vehemently opposed to it. I'm happy that he's like winning. Um, I it's just, so funny to me. It is. It, really it's, funny. it's just too funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you, how funny is it that Kiss Land doesn't exist? That, no. That's so no. funny that he just has an entire project that's like, nope, we don't talk about that. Uh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> huh? Hmm? I don't know. Part of me wishes he would have, um, and I know it's a, it's dumb, hypothetical, blah, blah, blah. Part of me wishes he would have done the, the Super Bowl performance for Starboy. Um, like that era of the weekend, because that just makes mm. sense to me. That's like all anthems and stuff i don't know even something like blinding lights feels like now you're getting into like outrun territory dude now i just want to drive around and cruise to that that's not like big bombastic i don't know right yeah who knows it's more vibey um she should have bought out future should have (laughs) should have brought out nav first brown boy to get it popping dude come on should have bought out um Who else? <laughs> um, action figure Travis Scott. That's true. Yep. Lana Del Rey for Lana Del Rey. Stargirl interlude. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, should have zoomed in uh, Ariana Grande. Yep. Should have had Kendrick yeah. come in. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, a.k.a. Benz is to him just a car. Should have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frederick Wiseman. Um, yeah. Uh, Dave Coulier from the surreal life specifically. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, my sister-in-law, LaDonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sanj with his hot peppers. Uh-huh. Yeah, he should have interrupted the Super Bowl halftime show with the cinephiliacs bump. <laughs> why do you think that's so funny (laughs) to bring him up all the time because it is really funny he's such a nice person it's just so so funny to speak so much ill on his name yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
goes without saying he should have had Pooh Shiesty on the halftime show, but absolutely should have brought him out. Yeah. Um, okay. What are we talking about today, Vince? Um, we're going to talk about a couple films. Heard of them. Um, well, one of them is going to be, um, this movie fake famous, uh, Mm. directed by Nick Bilton. Yep. It is on HBO. It is a, uh, about a, you know, a documentary about, um, where the documentarian, uh, attempts to take, um, three varied, is it three? I don't know. Very different people and get them popping on Instagram, basically get them famous. It's a social experiment. Yeah. Not unlike stepping on Jordan's in the hood prank gone wrong. Right. Or kissing my sister in public gone urine prank in the, in the hood gone wrong. Yeah. This is like making three randos famous in the hood, uh, gone right. Kind of. Yeah. Um, gone sexual question mark with the thumbnail that Uh, looks like this or that's like yeah we're uh, soy facing right now uh what do you think of um well okay we're talking about fake famous and we're talking about framing britney spears um yeah this new the new york times doc right by samantha stark yep the original plan was to just talk about fake famous but the britney doc came out number one we love pop docs on here of course we love pop doc pop doc and rock um and then we got mm-hmm. uh, uh she it's been blown up it's going viral i don't know um like you said directed yeah. by samantha stark uh, her rise was a global phenomenon her downfall a cruel national sport people close to britney spears t- and lawyers tied to her conservatorship now reassess her career she battles her father in court um so you want what do you want to talk about first you want to talk about fake famous you want to just do general thoughts how do you want to do this I'm not sure. I I mean, we could start with general thoughts and then kind of let them lead into one another. Um, it sounds good. But I don't know which one you want to talk about first. Um, well, we both didn't like Fake Famous. No. Uh, let's go ahead and, and start that one off the top. Let me pull up my notes here. What you what you got for, for sure. Fake Famous, bud? Talk to the people back home. Uh, well, Fake Famous. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just... Uh, it shouldn't have been a documentary and it should have been a game show or it should have been an episode of true life or something like if there was ever a documentary that needed to be a series, this was it. Or literally just reality TV in some form. Yeah. 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 Um, because like it makes a game out of these people's lives. It, um, and it's also like weirdly, beholden to like the documentarian um which is limiting like yeah nick bilton stuffs this himself random in there. huh he stuffs himself in there nick bilton yeah it's like way too much no but it's it's all beholden to him because this random like old man <laughs> i mean he's like 50 or whatever like he's the one that is going to make them famous online. How is he qualified to know what that entails and to like, how does he single out an audience for these people? Like, what are their posting habits? What is like their personality? What is their aesthetic? Like all of that. Like, no, it's just like all kind of the same general stuff Mm -hmm. and it works on one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's a so that's a major structural problem with the documentary that we can we can talk about a bit here. Um, so you got these yeah. three characters you mentioned off the top. It's a triptych. You got Wiley. You've got uh, Wiley is uh, I think originally from the Midwest or somewhere not L.A. He's a uh, yeah, he's a coyote. Where were you on January sixth? <laughs> he is uh, openly gay uh, from mm-hmm. definitely like middle America living in LA as like an assistant. Right. Then you got Dominique who is an aspiring actress in California. She's uh, failing uh, laterally as it were. Um, 
Boom. Then you got Chris, who's from Arizona, right? Um, yeah. He is a, a fully formed human being. He is a, a rapper and a clothing designer um, who thinks he has a message of positivity to send to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Dominique immediately is the most blank slate out of this trio, right? Yeah. That's the only, the documentary fails on that simple conceit in that they chose a, 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 a participant in this experiment on st- stepping on Jordans and the hood prank gone sexual. They choose like a complete blank slate. So obviously yeah. it's going to work on her. Wiley has a fucking day job, like a regular day job that's yeah. giving him a living out automatically. He can't participate. He's not in it as much as everybody else is going to be. And then Chris, no. like I mentioned, he's already a human fucking being. He's making music, designing yeah. really cool clothes, not going to lie. Um, yeah. Nothing. So they spent... The, and he's this, not, oh, yeah, not always willing to do what what the director tells him. And ne- stuff. Neither of these guys are. The two guys are no. not willing to, to go in with it. Um, and I think that stems from them already being people like outside of the social experiment. They're closer exactly. to achieving, and by being people, I, I I hope that doesn't sound sexist or something like that. Like, in terms of like the type of people that you can easily market on social media, yeah. they're closer to, or they're they're like, excuse me, let me hold on. They're farther away from that than Dominique is. Dominique is a blank slate. You can turn her into whatever you want. Right. Chris and Wiley are already doing other shit. Um. Mm-hmm. So it fails. It it breaks its own rule by stating its thesis in the very beginning and then repeating it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Just fails. Completely. Like even it fails immediately because Dominique, she changes her hair, changes her whole appearance for this shit. Right? Yeah. Like already she's given up so much more than the guys do. Like Wiley doesn't change anything. Um, Chris is like we said fully formed he's made his own brand like what else can he fucking do Hmm. Um, like it just fails yeah it is a it is a failed experiment I also don't it's only like fucking like 80 minutes long. It's like hardly. Yeah. Even. Yeah. It is that too. It's the most. And it's got like three endings. Like how the fuck. And one of those endings, Vince, is a COVID ending. <laughs> how funny is Why that? Why does this have to be a COVID movie? <laughs> because. Uh, yeah. She, uh, she, Dominique, who is the, the only one who survives this ordeal. Um, Wait, should we should we not go this deep into detail? Does it matter? We're I guess off. not. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're off I don't the know. books. Whatever. Um, bad ending, guys. It's a COVID movie. Dominique, who is the the one who wins, basically. Uh, she yeah. steps. She steps on the most Jordans in the hood prank gone urine. Um, mm-hmm. She realizes that influencers can actually have a lot of power in a world that is quickly changing. Um, Exactly, because of COVID, and because at this point now, black people exist or something. Um, so she like yeah. she's talking about like plot, like activism on like Instagram and stuff like that. And I get that her intentions might be right, and I'm I don't mean to demean anybody who's like like a genuine activist on social media. You do good work, but like if it takes Jake Paul quoting angela davis on his podcast to like get you to realize that racism is wrong you should go outside you ever have you ever eat when you could eat outside have you ever eaten on like an in and out like outdoor like their little tables Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah it's like the best just do that just have a good time have a good time Feed one pigeon. Yeah. Invigorating. You don't need Jake Paul to be like, actually, in times of injustice, dude, it's not enough to be anti or what non-racist. You have to be anti-racist, dude. Let me show you this hanging body of a Japanese man who killed himself on a business trip ten years ago. It sucks, man. It's fucking garbage. Dude. What is what is the biggest 
What is the biggest failure that fake famous commits in your opinion? Cause I mean, we both don't like it and it seems like we're getting to a lot, but if there's one thing like people have to know about like why this movie fails, what would you boil it down to? Oh, that it becomes about the director and not the subject. Good. Yeah. That's solid. Not to say Nick Bilton isn't qualified. He tells you his bone fights at the very beginning. That's perfectly fine. Like he, he knows what he's talking about. I, I personally am not calling that into question. I just don't find him fucking interesting. I didn't watch the movie for him. No. No? Buddy. Is that? Come on. Okay. Come on. I'm going to go with the, the thesis problem <laughs> that so many of these shorter, uh, buzzier documentaries fall in, in line with. It's just... Mm-hmm. You laid your entire deck out in the first uh, 15 minutes of the movie. And it's not even like you have like two hours left. You got like 65 minutes left and it's nonsense. Nonsense. What do you think about influencers, Vince? Oh. I work with a lot of influencers. You know that, right? Like, cause no, cause of the museum, everybody's coming in to take pics. Oh, okay. at least twice a week we get people coming in and they're like, Hey, can I have like a free tour? Like I have a lot of followers on Instagram. Like I could really bring this place a lot of buzz. Bitch. <laughs> yes. What do you think about influencers? Um, can I, can we get into that a bit later? I do want to bring that into Brittany. Sure. Actually. That sounds good. Let's start talking about Brittany then. Yeah. Uh, why, why did uh, you were also positive on it? Why? Why? I think it. So I'll be I'll be completely frank. Uh, when I watched Framing Britney Spears, I did not yet know that we were going to be covering it on the pod. So I didn't take a lot of notes. Um, I'm I'm I might need some help. I'll be totally frank with you, Vince. I'm with you. I got you. It was. This is this one is 75 minutes long and it is 75 minutes long. It is like extremely concise. It gets to the yeah. point very very quickly. Um it uses up all of its time. It's not about to hit the finish line and then doing a victory lap while everyone else laps it. It's 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 really 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 rock solid. Um plus I mean it, you know I think it also doesn't help that I'm a softy for pop stars. So I mean you know, it's just sad. Of I don't course. know. It's just fucking sad. That and the the media um, cycle kind of recapturing Britney at this state and the fact that the story is still very like white hot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is exactly. incredibly fascinating. Um, it is. St- it becomes about what it is. That's all it is. It's not trying to be anything more than just like making a case for why Britney Spears should have sole autonomy over herself and her estate. That's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's able to be like that, like you said, all that whole all encompassing thing, but by way of like plainly state stating what everything is like, it really can, like there's not much work you have to do when you see like 17 year old Brittany like in an interview and she's being asked about her breasts or her virginity. That's the one that got it's me. Dude. Like, yeah, you don't have to do anything after that. And the, no. the, the doc doesn't. And then like, I don't know, you, you see it clearly paints it all out for you in she, a way that is like, I mean, it's tragic and like somebody should have seen it coming or something. I'm sure everybody saw it coming, but the problem is that we all like fed into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you have you been following any of the Mia culpas on uh, on Twitter from like celebs and stuff? No. Billy Eichner was one that I can remember off the top of my head where he was like, "Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I'm sorry yeah. for feeding into this or whatever. Like, okay, I yeah, I don't necessarily know how I feel about that. Um, but I mean, like the doc shows every type of person shitting on Britney Spears. Yeah. Like every type of person. And that gets into the dilemma of pop music, which is like, it's just not taken seriously at all. It's bubblegum. It holds no nutritional value whatsoever. Right. Which 
number one, you've got a young girl, uh, excuse me, a young person. She is a woman, right? And she's making pop music and she's from the South. So obviously she's dumb, right? Boom. Perfect pop star. Nobody has to fucking take her seriously forever. And that's exactly the line of assumptions that everybody from like Billy Eichner to the publishers that like Us Weekly and People Magazine took and Jay Leno and like <clears throat> ev- all of these people just run amok with this wild concept preconception of this human being who's still in progress. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they reach conclusions before she's even like 30 before she even has like a fucking kid. It's yeah. Is it not crazy making? Oh, absolutely. No, as you're watching it, you're like, how, do, how could anybody have watched this and felt differently than how I feel right now? Yeah. Um, but uh, I would go even further than what you're saying about like her being that girl in pop music. I think what the, um, the documentary, I mean, it doesn't go full cosmic or whatever, but it does say like, why Britney captures the zeitgeist and shit is just like, she is the all American girl. Right. Um, and in like a real way though, not in, um, like she seems like even now, like with what she does post and stuff, like she seems like a human being. Um, she seems like the most like milk toast person on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a beautiful part in the movie where, uh, somebody describes her as um as the like the popular girl at school that you like wish you could be um but you know that she has the same kinds of hopes and dreams that you do fire bar and a half if there ever was one it's really good that there is some like like you see her like yeah she just clearly is working towards something and has goals and is and like yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna do this um and like that seems to be the problem almost it is that it is not that um that she is making pop music it is just that like oh being a girl has gone pop now and like and and it also it like that balloons it up to being like oh this is how much like we hate women yeah it's all internalized she's she's just every girl yeah Uh, yeah yeah um um a too close to home familiarity that just turns her into your sister or your sister's friend or, or your mom's friend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just this, yeah. This other worldly kind of avatar thing. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to relate back to, to fake famous, honestly, is, um, you know, like Brittany being that, that all American girl that we do conjure up. And then I did wish, um, that fake famous did get a little bit more into like why people need like a digital avatar to worship, Mm -hmm. you know, like why is that a thing that we need is for people to be famous anyways. And like that, I mean, it does get a little bit into like what it is like to be that person. Cause there is like Wiley, he, as soon as he gets like a bit of attention, he's like, yeah, I don't like this. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. So, I mean, it's got to be the voyeurism, right? Like, it's not an intelligent assumption at all yeah. or conclusion, but I mean, I really think that's what it comes down to. It's just like, our lives are boring. You spend all day at work. I spend all day at work. Uh, let's be famous for 15 seconds uh, every, like, four or five hours. Um, yeah, it's like it's as if like people need it we need them as a way to be like to justify ourselves to be like oh yeah i could do that then yeah i could be famous or whatever but then also like the fact that you aren't like eats you up inside so at the same time you need to see it be destroyed this is going to sound like maybe the dumbest thing i've ever said on the podcast (laughs) but do you remember uh, did you ever watch edge of tomorrow the tom cruise movie oh no Okay, so that movie is quite literally called Live, Die, Repeat, <laughs> which is like yeah, I know. miserable. Um, Emily Blunt plays a character in that movie who is a war hero, and her name is the Iron Bitch, and she becomes the national hero of this war that they're fighting against uh, aliens, and they post her up everywhere. She's basically that universe's Rosie the Riveter, 
we mm. need iron bitches to worship because it, it's exactly what you're talking about where it tells us that like the struggle that we're going through is eventually one day going to be worth it because look this person from podunk louisiana or wherever britney spears is from made it um and it's it's mm-hmm. i don't know it's it is exactly what you're saying where there's a duality between it's constantly reinforcing to you your class and your status and lack thereof and how low you are on the totem pole. And it's also like, you know, you know that the appeal of Lady Gaga, an artist like Lady Gaga is like, or Madonna or Britney Spears, like divas, right. Is like excessive cartoonishly. So yeah, like they're not like us where we're aspiring to be them. They're aspiring to be the level above that reaching like yeah. some sort of pop nirvana that's where i think it starts to get a little mystical and um like it's that in itself is a crazy making experience you're platformed what are you gonna do you yeah. can only go up you know but it, i don't know something about something about britney doing it man is just so effortless it feels so easy breezy even when Lady Gaga makes a country album, you know what I'm saying? Go, going back, quote unquote, going back to her roots. It is yeah. the most performative shit on the planet. I love it. Oh, yeah. I'll slop no, it up yeah, like absolutely. a pig at the trough, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. But yeah, Britney is just like, that's who she is. just though. got it in a way that I can't explain it. It's some fucking Dolly Parton shit, dog. Yeah. It's some Dolly Parton shit. It is some fucking goddamn Dolly Parton shit. We're going to talk about pop music next week, too, because we're talking about that Billy doc. Yeah. Shit, dude. Billy's another one. We're watching her. It's scary because we're watching her, like, grow up in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. She came on the scene when she was, like, fucking 15 years old. That is, at the very least, like, another 65 years of Billie Eilish. You know how fucking insane that is? That's sick. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Not gonna lie. No, no. F- uh, fame is a disease. And now she's gonna be... She's... Done. It's fatal. No, oh, yeah. done. So you're gonna right. have that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Once <laughs> right. you hit the army yeah. army hammer pack and you're eating people, bro, you're done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Finish. Um... If you were to recommend yeah. framing Britney Spears to a person, what reason would you recommend it to them for? Um, I think for that, for um, I don't know. It's so it engages with every bit of it so well. Right. Like I said, like that, able to stay objective. I think even the whole like free Britney movement is engaged with really well. Yeah, that it is this like. It is this strange curio kind of thing, but then it does stem from something real. And at the at the heart of that at the heart of that is like an issue that they can focus on. At least that there's that that 100%. we can tangibly see, right? But then it's not just like going crazy with conspiracy ideas or whatever. Um but I, it I mean it, yeah. I was going to say this is it is positive energy Q brain. It is. No, it actually, it absolutely is. It's like the light path of the road yeah. less traveled of the Q yeah. dichotomy at one. And it's all feeding into like the same exact thing. It's literally like the enslavement of children on a mass scale. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like with the Britney thing, you get the idea that these people like genuinely care about her and they're not just doing it. They're, they're not saying free the kids to say, fuck you, Hillary. They're saying... No, free, yeah. free the kids to like free the kids to free myself as a kid or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's uh, a. <laughs> you got to thank the gays, dude. I'm sorry, son. You got to thank them, dude. Capital G on that with the TM at the end of it, man. Yeah. No, I'm serious, yeah. dude. No, yeah. They're yeah. the vanguard of this free Britney movement. It is so fucking sick. Yeah. It's so it's tight. That, yeah. And I'm glad. And then I'll wrap up here. But it, I, I'm glad that it um, that that is a thing that she does have this army behind her. And that is an interesting thing with social media that there is like 
like you brought up Billie Eilish and it's like, yeah, it's scary. She's going to be famous for so long, but she has an army behind her. There is. Yeah. Do already. You, do you remember? Which is cool. They, somebody, there was like, I don't even remember the time frame on it. It was probably around the time her last album came out. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. I don't know. Fucking trigger warning because this shit's nasty. But like the counting down until she was 18 websites and stuff like that. Do you know yeah. about that? Yeah. There's a whole yeah. Twitter movement that I, the, I, and I'm so glad I only saw the uh, go fuck yourself, you pedophiles end of it. Because yeah. that was like one of the top trending hashtags of that time period. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Like go fuck yourself, you creep, essentially. Like, imagine if the media sphere was as, number one, as tribal as it is then, as it is now, and two, as, like, disparate as it was then. I'm smoking on that (laughs) Q-pack. I've lost my mind. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, the entire media machine was able to, like, focus and kill Britney Spears. Yeah, they all just consolidated around her. And I, yeah, what I also wanted to say is like, she's this, she's like way more vulnerable than she knows like she needs to be, I guess. Like in every interview, there are so many, like Billie Eilish knows, like, I don't have to answer that question. Not in the fucking slightest. Or whatever, like. You ask me that shit, I can just leave, and people will be on my side and not on yours. Exactly. And you know, this, this, Britney didn't have that, yep. and instead she felt like, oh well, I'm, I don't know, I'll be nice, I'll be good, and I'll give myself over and like answer your question because that's what you want me to do, right? Like, I want to be nice, and like, no, it just it tears her apart because that's what that other person is there to do is just rip her apart. Her fake giggling her way through. Oh, all God. that stuff is nails on a chalkboard to me, not because it's annoying, but because I've heard. Every, every woman in my life from my, like my sisters to my mom, to my girlfriend, like coworkers and stuff like that, like all do that at multiple points yeah, yeah. forever. And like, that'll keep on happening. Yeah. Nonsense. It's fuck. Oh, it's fucking frustrating, dude. It just, it just makes you want to storm the fucking Capitol. What do you say? Yeah, dude. January 6th. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got it? BYOB, son. We're fucking doing it, son. We did it, Joe. (laughs) The pack was short, Joe. Where is it, Joe? (laughs) No, like, I also, like, you're you're talking about how someone like Billie Eilish can just say, like, fuck you, like, I'm not answering that or whatever. Like, There's also the space now in our tribal disparate media sphere where you can have a pop star like Billie Eilish, who's like just a brat, just like a fucking brat the entire time. It's so cool. It's fucking super dope. And they don't have to pretend to be like church girls by day and then, you know, sex maniacs by night like Britney Spears was doing with that fucking weird like Lolita archetype that that she was pegged into. she was literally like on either extreme at all times and it's it's fucked up it's uh it's really fucking bad can we talk about justin timberlake for a bit though fuck him bro i what a piece of shit what a little cunt i'll kill you bitch (laughs) like several years later like relationships later just talking about britney like what do you know number one rent free number two you ramen noodle headed ass little fucking bitch i'll kill you i'm not kidding son you're about to say you're about to say bye 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 to the edge of my fucking pistol dude open your mouth i'm killing you bitch fuck you i'm saying oh in my bro you don't even know how to you don't even know how to walk yet you've been on britney's shoulders for so long fuck out of (laughs) here On one hand, <laughs> the light side of this QAnon diatribe that we're going on, you got crazy, cra- or, uh, excuse me, future sex love sounds. Then yeah. on on the right side, I'll I'll even throw justified over there, dude. You oh, uh, we're throwing justified over. We're there. throwing justified <laughs> in there, and then you got like you got your little like social network. Like you're good, you're fine, you're good, you're fine, you're okay. And then you start really hammering in on Justin Timberlake, 
He's pretty shitty. I'm not gonna front. Dude. He's a piece of shit. No, I'm talking Fuck about like, him, dude. The art, bro. You got. I'm. Are we really gonna pretend like uh like the 2020 experience part one is or part two is just as good as part one is? Are we gonna pretend that? Are we gonna sit here and pretend like the I'm entire not. conceit of the album worked? Tavion, our friend Tavion, would have you believe? I don't think I am. That part two is just as good as part one. That automatically means that he's batting like 500 like no fuck you go away you're done no. you're g- gone fucking he's in another mus my gay son movie on apple tv plus called palmer oh or my something. god i don't even know yeah. if it's that kind of movie but it looks like it he's wearing like a fucking von dutch trucker cap in the poster um and in time bitch man on the woods cheating on your wife with a child awful shit he's not cheating with a child (laughs) yeah yeah that's right that's right that's right cheating on your wife while she is with child yeah um remember that whole thing he took a picture of himself in a voting booth in tennessee and it turned out that was against the law (laughs) that was a funny time (laughs) of uh, we really thought the libs were just like about to be owned so hard I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah. How is, I just want to know and props to Samantha Stark for figuring this out that the, obviously the main villain in her life. Now the main antagonist is Jamie, her father, right? The, yeah. the sole figure in the conservatorship, right? The conservator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you a bigger villain than her fucking dad, son? Like, come on, bro. You You're are an OD work for no for reason. nothing. Doing the most and doing not a goddamn thing. That's cool. She made toxic, bro. Banger, bro. Bang. Womanizer. Are we going to forget the Womanizer? Bro. Womanizer, come on. Come on. Banger. Nothing but hits, dude. Nothing but hits. Her shit goes crazy. It really does. And she got weird with it in a way that also felt really fucking natural. This is not... And I saw somebody... Yeah. This isn't Madonna working with Mike Tyson and Chance the Rapper on an album. This is her just being like, I'm going to go to Sweden and see what these motherfuckers are on, dude. Yeah. It's just her being... Come on just her being awesome uh i i guess i saw some twitter video of uh i don't know if it was said by her or if people had pointed it out like the resemblance between her and janet jackson and their dance moves interesting um and i guess that like you can draw pretty clear like inspiration there which i think is awesome that's tight janet Uh, jackson's one of the perpetually most undersung pop icons of the last like forever yeah. i don't know also wronged by justin timberlake do you remember that he's also like i didn't do anything justin i didn't do anything she plopped that thing out on her own bitch fuck you a, a boob flopping out on its own justin i'll kill you i'll kill you buddy <laughs> allegedly allegedly i'll kill you the uh, only uh, <laughs> no <laughs> i'm bringing no. pistol back yeah i'm gonna no. find out where you live and kill you he's a piece of shit oh fucking care, yeah. dude. where was he on january 6th i'm saying just um, where was frederick weissman on january 6th <laughs> now this Alex Gibney movie that we're going to get about the Capitol insurrection in like a week is going to be crazy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Total- uh, I'm already pissed about that. Too totally, too under control. Oh, <laughs> too agents, too chaos. Too taxi, right. too dark side. <laughs> taxi cab to the dark side. Swag. Hell there yeah, we go. Dude. There we go. Um, how do you, okay, how do you, to, to tie a little knot on it, we've mentioned a bit about how framing Britney Spears and fake famous overlap. Do you want to put a bow on that? Anything you want to close out on? Anything super strong? Um, 
Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it is interesting. Like I said, with with time passing, how um, how we can look at how Britney dealt with fame and how even uh, fame is um, like much more of a like large commodity now in the sense that like what did it say every like every other person has like a hundred thousand followers on instagram <laughs> like yeah it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's like a silly fucking thing 50 um, percent of people it's, know, like, <laughs> that's insane. you are smacked you are gone off the goop sir no i can't remember what it was <laughs> jesus you said, isn't it crazy how every person has a hundred thousand followers? Is that crazy, dude? They're doing it, dude. Sir, you are Man. gooped up. No. <laughs> Stop it. I'm so sorry. It's just so <laughs> funny. It's really good. I'm, I'm a sucker for that. Um. <laughs> one, one in, did you know one in three? <laughs> <laughs> one in three people is at the capital at the capital insurrection dude yeah great not a lot of no, people know in the that world. yeah not a lot of people um, know that yeah <laughs> i'm sorry continue i'm so sorry it was just too good uh, to pass up yeah i don't know it's everybody can be famous now well, um everybody still wants to be and then we see in real time what it's like for them to interact with that and how much people and how quickly people can be realize it's not for them. Um, and how like that is a positive evolution in a sense. Um, and I think that's something that aids in our way of um, viewing Brittany now. Right. Yeah. You've got the, the luxury of time. You've got the luxury of uh, like foresight. And then you've got the, mm-hmm. or hindsight, excuse me. And then you've got the immense luxury of just now, like, everybody is trying to be Britney Spears. And a lot of people yeah. are doing it very easily. Seemingly easily, I suppose. Um, I don't know. It really makes you wonder if every every person with a million followers is also going to be on joker mode inevitably yeah. you know what i mean yeah. either either of their own volition or not of their own volition not of their own autonomy like poor britney was you know yeah i don't so. know i think it's i really think it's about time we get um and i say this pretty seriously that we get uh like framing um amanda bynes and phrasing, framing uh, Lindsay Lohan. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Wait. Did you see that one come out today? That that Letterman interview with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-mm. That was going around. No. I don't know when it was from, like 2010 or something. Is he a creepazoid? Yeah. I mean, she's there like to promote a movie, and all he wants to talk about is how many times have you been to rehab? Do you think it's gonna work this time? Sweet. Oh, fucking Like, that's just being abusive. That's not even, like... What's what's funny about that, man? What's funny about doing that to a person to the face? (laughs) Why do I want to watch that? It's a a fucking atrocity exhibition, man. That's all we tune in for, is that type of shit. Um, I, I, I don't know. And then, like... I don't know. Big screen bad, little screens good. All sc- it's all bad. Like it's all nonsense. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just because you're it's getting, just because you're getting this shit from your phone and you're choosing who you follow, does not uh, mean anything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How many more? How many more uh, random documentaries do you think? How many more movies? Just period. Do you think are going to turn into COVID movies by the end of them? Do you really think that's going to be like a gnarly trend that we see? You, you remember su- last su- year. Sorry. You remember last year how on Twitter everything, like people would post videos and stuff and then they would cut it and it would be a cake? <laughs> yes, of course. That's what's going to happen is you're going to be watching something and then be like, oh my God, it's a COVID movie. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Framing Britney is a COVID movie, but it doesn't mention it at all. You feel me? It's almost as if God gave us two eyes to see and two ears to hear. That's what I'm talking about. Crazy thought. Jaw upon the most high head top. Should probably cut that out too. Um, no, it's a it's mm-hmm. good, cool swag. Uh, do you have anything else you want to end on, Vince? I'm good. So, folks, uh, we liked uh, we liked fake famous and we hated framing Britney Spears. We did not That's like true. fake no, famous. We thought fake famous Wait. was butt cheeks, and we we enjoyed framing Britney Spears quite a bit. Yeah, that is going to be it for us tonight on uh, Doc Plus Pod. Um, where can people follow us, Vince? Um, you can follow us at Doc Plus Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us, uh, Johan, on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Rucker Ish. You can follow me on Twitter on IG at VP Briscoe. Yep. Come join our clubhouse. <laughs> We're going to be in there with, with Lights Camera Jackson moaning into the phone. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, son. He, he very casual. I'm kidding. Obviously, uh, that will not be happening. But the idea that Lights Camera Jackson was like, hey, guys, I have a clubhouse. <laughs> It's so funny. It is so funny. Hey, me typing the lights, camera Jackson. Hey, can you cover your foot in lotion and then spread your toes apart? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. What is he doing? The you freeze <laughs> You froze. He watched the Wendy Williams movie too. Uh, like. What the fuck? What, kind of, <laughs> what has he been on? What dude? kind of? He's trying to reach those those the underserved LCJ demographics, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the phrase LCJ clubhouse is straight up just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evergreen.